podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the latest video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout as we look ahead to game week 27. My name is Joe and today we'll be looking to see who is due a goal or assist using Fantasy Football Scout's trusty goals and assists imminent tables. As usual, I'm joined by Fantasy Football Scout's deputy editor Tom Freeman. Welcome, Tom. How are you? <clears throat> Yeah, I'm okay, thanks, Joe. Yeah, I had a had a pretty rough game week to be honest, but um, big week ahead. We've got FA Cup fifth round tonight and tomorrow, and obviously that'll have big implications mm. for blank game week 29. <laughs> so I think as the week progresses, we'll start to get chip strategies in yeah. mind and things like that. So yeah, I'm kind of um, I'm kind of I've had a bad game week, mm. but hopefully I've got enough to keep me busy this week and um, I can improve things in game week 27. Um, yeah, the way the way the content's going to go at Fantasy Football Scout, you know, amongst other content creators as well, I expect, will be there's, there's sort of pre-Wednesday and post-Wednesday. So all the pre-Wednesday ones, everything will have a caveat. So when we do team reveals, we've got a team reveal video out a bit later. We've got the goals imminent table, some of the names we'll mention. All the caveats will be they might blank in game week 29. They could have a game in game of 29 and, and so on. And but from Wednesday, we'll have firm news about that. We'll know who is blanking, when is likely to have a double in game week 34, those things like that. So suddenly players we're not thinking of. So, for example, a month ago, no one was looking at Bournemouth defenders. Now, this week and next week, you're going to see loads of content about the value of who's going to play with Lloyd Kelly out of Bournemouth. Most people don't even know who Lloyd Kelly is. And um, uh, I thought he was a comedian, but um, apparently he's a footballer. <laughs> no, I knew that really. I knew that really. Um, okay, so I've had a week off, uh, which is good. So I'm all back and recharged. And um, uh, just wanted to check everyone in the live chat who's joining us. We've got uh, Dragon Lope, Ma Ma uh, Monkey Kaya, um, John Jack, Matthew, Sketch Bar, Aswini, Jimmy, Sakan, Andrew, Beardy, and many more. Can you just let us know that you can see and hear us? As per usual, we are uh, broadcasting also via Twitter. And as a result, I can't actually see anything back. Um, it says that we're live, um, so I'm going to just trust in that. But if you could just, one or two of you, just let us know you can see and hear us in the live chat. That would be absolutely great. Um, uh, Adam Smith, um, uh, <laughs> Loud and clear, says Dragon Low, and Adam Smith is uh, just says question mark. So presumably they're talking about the Bournemouth defender, um, not the Institute. Um, okay, um, so we were off last week, but the goals, the goals imminent table was still there. It was still there. Fancy football scout. There was just no one <laughs> broadcasting it because I was off. Um, but it was all there. It was all in the fancy football scout members area. You could have looked at it. So while while I was away, it seems that everyone was absolutely mad about uh, Wolves midfielders, and and we which we would been talking about a lot this season anyway. Um, mm. But everyone forgot about Jared Bowen. Well, let's have a look. Let's see if we got any smug points. Oh, well, I think we have. I think we've got some plenty <laughs> of smug points now, because the goals imminent table going in a game week twenty six. Um, what had a Bowen on it? Had a number of names on it. Uh, I've taken William off because he didn't play. Um, but not not a big table, but a number of... And we've got three players returning and a whopping hat-trick from Bowen as well. So I was absolutely delighted with that. Um, and obviously, if we'd been broadcasting, everyone would have seen us and got 
uh, Bowen in and they'd all be happy chappies rather than um, looking at Huang in their teams and wondering where it all went wrong. Um, let's go down this list then. Calvert-Lewin blanked in game week 26. Um, that's unsurprising. He hasn't scored since October. He is yeah. dead as a dodo to us, isn't he? Yeah, not happening for him. I think it was game week 10 his last goal. So yeah. um, a long, long time. He, I don't think he's been playing that badly. It just hasn't been falling for him. And, and given what Everton have yeah. got coming up, fixture-wise, it's just not a player that is even on anybody's radar, yeah. I don't think. Maybe the defence at Everton, but not okay. attack. Okay, uh, Fernandez at Manchester United got an assist, um, but they were without Hoylands up front, and that mm. that made them just a no go. Um, they um, with with Garnacho, I mean, I've got Garnacho in my team. I'm quite happy to play him most weeks, but as soon as I saw Hoyland out, it's just like back to the bench with you, son, because um, yeah. they there's just there's just they just can't. They, I don't know. They just don't have a plan B. If if, if one player's out, that's it. Um, yeah, but Manchester United as well. They, I mean, I guess once Hoyland's back, they're back on our radar. But until then, can we go near them? Probably not, because the whole attack shifted round. So it's not just Hoyland coming out and there's a like-for-like replacement. We saw Rashford move up front. Garnacho been doing so well on the right-hand side, was then on the left, and then Forzen came in on the right. So the whole attack kind of switched, switched up positions. Okay. And Fernandez, I think, has been really poor, not just against um, Fulham, but I think he was really poor against Luton the week before when Hoyland was playing as well. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's there's no real reason to look at United at the moment unless we get that game week 29 fixture. Mm. And then suddenly yeah. they might people might start looking at them that little bit more. Yeah. Now, what what we need um, for, for that one is for Forrest to win in the FA Cup against United. Yeah. And then their game can go ahead against Sheffield United mm. um, in 29. And obviously that's a really appealing fixture. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got, I mean, I'd said I've got Garnacho. Um, I think the way it works out is that it's highly likely. Well, okay. If, if I think it's Luton could go through, could play by go through, I mean, could play in game week 29 or Manchester United, but I don't think both can. Is that, am I, am I right in that? Yeah, so we've got the Luton and Forest game now. Yeah. Um, that will be that will be a blank if Luton beat Man City, which obviously we don't think that'll happen, and it, or, or if Forest beat Man United in the FA Cup. So yeah, you're exactly right, Joe. So yeah. so we would expect one of those fixtures yeah. to to go ahead. I think because I mean that's why I was thinking about Barkley the other week, but I did I didn't go for Barkley yeah. in the end because I just thought I'd hedge my bets. One of Barkley yeah. and actually is going to play in 29. Um, I mean the way I'm looking at it, we'll talk more on our team reveal, but. Um, if there are no upsets, I'm probably going to free, have to free hit because I've only got Ariola and Watkins and they play each other. Um, ah, but if there okay. are some upsets or even if even if it's, it's just Garnacho or Doughty, I've still, I've still only got three players, which is rubbish. But if, um, you know, the likes of Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool even, they play Southampton and they're going to be big, big, big changes. So arguably there could be, that could be quite a good matchup. Um, yeah. If those players go in, then I'm fine. I've just I I can just spend a hit or two and get credible nine or so out. Um, but... Yeah, the, the Chelsea Leeds match feels big this yeah. week, doesn't it, in the yeah. FA Cup? Because if Leeds could pull off a shot, then suddenly a lot of people yeah. have got probably three Arsenal players. Quite a few people own Cole Palmer. Yeah. Suddenly, then the free hit people are probably thinking yeah. no points. So um, yes, yeah, it's, it's an absolutely massive week and. Mm. 
we kind of want one or two upsets. Um, Whether or not that happens, I'm not sure, because even a a second string Liverpool side, um, you know, we saw what the kids could do at the weekend. They should be able to beat Southampton, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, Down this list, Gordon, uh, Newcastle. um, I mean, the Newcastle attack is not so much of a problem, I don't think. Mm. So Gordon's still a good option if you still got him. I mean, the fixtures are great. They've got Wolves at home. Chelsea, Crystal Palace, West Ham at home, Everton at home, Fulham. That's why up to game week 32. It's a great run of fixtures. Um, but um, obviously the game week 29 game with Crystal Palace could be off. Um, and also it's just their form is so atrocious and, and their, their defence. Um, I yeah. mean, they're getting torn apart by teams home and away. Um, I mean, Luton scored, what was it Luton scored against them? Four? This is, yeah, this the, is not the elite. Lines. They're not, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, what I will say is, I mean, there's obviously been a lot of criticism of the Huang move this week, but um, that wasn't just the Sheffield United Mm. fixture, which I think people who bought him in were probably thinking about him. It's Newcastle this week. And I do think that that game might, the way Wolves are set up, Mm. that game might suit Neto and Huang better on the counter-attack anyway. Newcastle probably the worst defence in the league this year. Mm. And then it's Fulham. So, yes, I, I kind of I understand people saying, well, it, well, it was maybe a bit of a short-sighted move, given they probably won't play in twenty-nine. But it wasn't just that Sheffield United fixture; it was the Newcastle defence, which I imagine people were targeting as well. Yeah. Um, so let's see, see how it plays out. But Newcastle, yeah, going back to Gordon, I think he's still a fine pick. Yeah. Isak was back; he looked a bit rusty at Arsenal, mm. but Arsenal were just yeah. really good at the weekend, weren't they? I think Newcastle had three shots. Yeah. That this isn't a way to go, gauge how good Gordon is an asset right now, playing away at Arsenal. Um, and the fixtures are okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, they are good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just going back to Wang. I mean, I, I I didn't get him in, but that's not because I'm really fabulous or anything. Um, that's because <laughs> I just didn't have. I wasn't in the market for a midfielder. I mean, I, I'm okay mm. with my midfielders. I was okay with benching Palmer. Um, it, it was a striker, so you know, I got I got Solanke in well, for well, Darwin. But well, it, I if did... I had Jota, I I might have made that move. Yeah, well, that was the move that I made. I wrote a piece on the site on for Friday, which was basically it's going to be Huang or Bowen mm. coming in. And those were the two choices. And I simply went for the cheaper option mm. because I wanted to give myself a bit more flexibility this week. And mm. potentially we'll talk about it on the team reveal, but from going from De Bruyne to Salah, if, I, if Salah were to be fit. And that's my reason for doing it. Other people might be in that boat as okay. well. So the move doesn't look that smart right oh, now, no. but let's see how it plays out over the next two game weeks as well. Okay. Uh, uh, just a reminder, uh, those in the live chat as well, do press that like button. It really helps us out. And do subscribe uh, if you're not already to keep updated with our latest videos and podcasts. And check out our membership of us at fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. Also, we're going to have a live Q&A at the end. Um, so uh, if you put your questions in at the end. So what we do is probably just around about when I put the assist imminent table for Game Week 27 up. Uh, start thinking about questions and put them in as well. Um, just one, one question uh, Andrew's put in the live chat, actually. It's just pointing out, it said, it said, Joe, if we can't see and hear you, there's no point in you saying to comment on it. Um, the reason I do that, so if I, if I ask that question and no one responds, like no one says we can see and hear you, you're just all chatting amongst yourselves about, you know, who you're going to get in, then I'm going to worry. But the fact is, if, if I ask that and at least one or two people say, yeah, we can see and hear you, then I'm fine. Okay, so that's that's why we do it. That's why we do it. Um, okay, moving down the list, Alvarez. Now, um, yeah, there's. I mean, we're all stocked up a little bit on Man City because of the double, mm-hmm. but I don't know if. I mean, I've got KDB. Um, 
good when he plays, but he doesn't play. I've got Foden, I've got Haaland. So I'm happy with two out of three of mine. Um, you've got Alvarez in yours. But, and De Bruyne. And yeah. De Bruyne yeah. and Haaland. Yeah. So yeah. what what are, what are you going to do? Because is Alvarez... I mean, I suppose you'll keep him, but what do Alvarez no. owners do? It's another blank. Meanwhile, Foden's racking up another haul. Yeah, I mean, I kind of locked myself into that City triple up quite early and it's been really hurting not owning Foden for, you know, the hat-trick against yeah. Brentford and then double digits at the weekend. This was the first time Alvarez has been benched all season in the league mm-hmm. um, at the weekend. Yeah. And uh, we started to get a few leaks that De Bruyne might be out. So immediately you kind mm-hmm. of think, well, at least Alvarez is probably going to play in that role. And then he didn't play mm-hmm. either. Um He's an easy transfer out for Solanke for me. Um, it just depends when I do it, mm. whether or not it's this week or it's next week ahead of the double. Um, but I think he probably is a sell now. You might get, dependent on what happens with De Bruyne and his fitness, you might get you might get a game out of him in the Manchester derby. If he plays that, he's a good option. But um, I'm going to make a call on it later on in the week, once we've seen the FA Cup game as well and minutes and quotes from Pet except but from Peppers, etc. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've got a similar issue with KDB. Um, if if we get more comments from Pep saying, um, "I'm going to, we're going to still manage his minutes. He's not quite hundred percent." Blah blah blah. I'm going to move him on because uh, I've had enough. Yeah. Um, even yeah, though he's so. big game Kev, but yeah. there's no point being big game Kev against Manchester United sitting on the bench for me. So I want I want big game Kev on the pitch. <laughs> No, and for City as well, you've got the Manchester derby, which is a good fixture, but then they've got Liverpool, then they're probably going to blank, then they've got Arsenal. So again, it's a case now of of moving, you know, you might want to keep them for this week, but then after that, I think you can start transitioning out, except for Haaland, of course. But if Pep Guardiola just says nothing about him, and it's just Mm. like, oh, looking forward to it. Kevin De Bruyne is looking forward to scoring a hat trick or whatever in this. Then, <laughs> then, then obviously I'll keep because Kevin De Bruyne against Manchester United, who, who are in a sorry state of affairs, um, yeah, I, I, def- yeah. I definitely want to keep. But yeah, as you said, the fixtures are terrible. I mean, they got Manchester mm. United, which is good, but then they got Liverpool blank, then Arsenal. So that's as, as worse it gets. Um, mm. And so yeah, he's he's on the chopping block for me. I can just about afford to get Salah in. So that's the team news yeah, I'm same. waiting for. Um, yeah. But I might get Son in. I might just yeah. keep. I prefer. I mean, I would like to keep Kevin De Bruyne because that would be galling to to miss his fifteen point haul against Manchester United. Um, but um, nevertheless, uh, yeah, Man City issues for all teams. I think um, next up we've got Murphy. He, he blanked a Newcastle. I don't think many people have go there, so we can sort of sketch over him. Uh, Pascal Gross, a player that is being jettisoned by many he's always unfashionable but that's what we go for on the show we look for these sort mm-hmm. of under the radar unfashionable picks and no surprise gross gets bonus points gets a return mm-hmm. he's on corners plays everywhere he's brilliant i mean what a signing for brighton 2018 i think it was it was our mm-hmm. first year in the premier league i think 2018 and he's just been so consistent for the for all this time and he's still good still brilliant um at I mean, I think if you've got Gross, just keep him because um, yeah. the next, well, two. For, for the next two. <laughs> you'll probably yeah, say you've got why. two good fixtures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. yeah, so he's got Fulham away and then Nottingham Forest at home. <clears throat> yeah. Then it gets poor. Man City and then Liverpool and then Brentford and Arsenal. So arguably, if you've got Pascal Gross, game week 29, um, when he'll probably blank, 
and if he doesn't blank, he plays City. So it's postman always rings twice with that that week for Pascal Gross. So for the for the next two though, twenty seven, twenty eight, he's a keep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the great thing is with Gross is you get one return, and you're probably looking at bonus too, a yeah. bit like Douglas Louise at Villa. That um, mm. you know he 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 was looking like he was going to blank at the weekend, yeah. wasn't he? Until the final yeah. few moments, and then suddenly from from two points, he's up to to maximum bonus and mm. an assist. So. Um, mm. Yeah, loads. Of, you know, we've we've been saying throughout the year that he's a, he's a decent pick, and um, I think he looks like a really good option going to Fulham. Um, um, and finally, in this list is the crowning glory, uh, Bowen. So he was on the goals imminent table because, despite West Ham being poor, Bowen was still racking up the underlying stats, and he was still underperforming according to expected stats, which uh, go into this table. Um, and boy, did he return! But um, it's Paquetta back, really, wasn't it? So I think we, pro- if we were broadcasting last week, if we'd have had the show, I suspect we'd have said Bowen's on the list. If we think Paquetta's back, he's yeah. he's one to get in. If we think Paquetta's absent, he might better avoid. I think that's yeah. He makes he makes them tick. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That was our kind of mm. um, line throughout the week on Scout. I mm. think that him coming. I mean, Bowen had been poor before that. Yes, he had, he had been taking shots, yeah. but I think he had had six blanks in a row. Um, I think West Ham haven't scored in their three matches prior to last night either. Yeah. You know, I haven't even scored a goal. So, um, and and Caduce had been back for some of that, but it just Paqueta just feels like that the key, the playmaker, the one who's going to make him yeah. tick. Um, so yeah, you know, it was a bit of a gamble going for him given that. But mm. Paqueta was rumoured to be back. We didn't know how fit he was going to be. So fair play to anybody that mm. made the move. Yeah. Um, they got a tough game at Everton at the weekend, but then they got Burnley at home, and then they've got that twenty-nine fixture yeah. as well. So um, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, th- I think interest now. Now Paqueta's back. I think interest is just going to continue rising over the next couple of weeks. I mean, so. It's not the greatest fixture because your team Villa in twenty-nine, but nevertheless they have a fixture. No, but it's at home. It's, it's at a, home as well. Yeah, Right, yeah. And then they play Newcastle. Um, we've just mm-hmm. been talking about their defence in tatters. Then they can play Tottenham. They can't keep a clean sheet. Yeah, it's not play, bad, is and it? And then they play yeah. Wolves. I mean, arguably, mm-hmm. out of all of those, Wolves and Villa def- are the toughest. Um, but Newcastle mm-hmm. and Tottenham, they're pretty easy fixtures for an attacker at West Ham now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Bowen. He, I could, well, he'll obviously... I mean, if you score a hat-trick in FPL... The, you, you get transfers in <laughs> so people yep. he will be in a lot of new teams i think he was in one in 10 teams where i was in the rankings so his hat trick didn't really harm me i think i dropped a thousand places because of that or something okay. like that um but it's um yeah next week if he scores a hat trick next week i think that could be a little bit um a little bit worse um okay so um the pressure's on got Bowen on the list there so let's have a look at the latest list um I'm pleased to say there's some few familiar names there so I hope we're going to get some returns out of them this is the latest goals imminent table going into game week 27 um as usual it's sorted by the last four matches um we um uh, if you score more than one goal you're off the table um but you've got to get the underlying stats you've got to get shots in the box you've got to get big chances and you've got to you've got to please the expected goal delta people which means whether you're under or over performing so for example top is Solanke I've got him in last week for Man City I, I didn't expect to get him anything there um, but I just wanted no. to get him in because I yeah I, I, I couldn't see any other player I wanted to get rid of other than Darwin yeah and I couldn't see any other players striker I wanted to get in apart from Solanke so there we go but I mean yeah I mean I've got him in for Burnley I mean I've got him in for this get this run of fixtures Burnley away that's coming up this weekend 
then he's got a double. Sheffield United and Luton at home. Wow. Um, Wolves away. Everton at home. Crystal Palace at home. And then Luton again. Poor Luton. Um, uh, in game week 32. I mean, this is an, an amazing run. Um, so Solanke's a... I mean, what, I don't know what his ownership is now, but it's, it's surely it's got to be in the in the double game in the double game week. It's going to be absolutely huge. I mean, Veghorst oh, yeah. was something like one hundred and sixty percent owned last year. Burnley had a no, not last year, the year before. Yeah, I think he's going to be massively owned because I think that if you look at that Bournemouth attack, he's just the focal point. He's the yeah. talisman, isn't he? Yeah. There's no really other really appealing Bournemouth mm. options to go for in that attack. Some people might think, oh, I'm going to take a punt mm. on Cliver or yeah. Tavernier or something like that. But really, it's Solanke. He's going to be heavily captained. People who held on to the triple captainship are going to stick it probably on him in, yeah. in 28. Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to be a massive player. Um you know, his ownership's just going to keep on going that way. Um, yeah. And I think it's probably, I think it's probably him, Harland and Watkins who will form the, the yeah. most people's front lines. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, um, I hope so. Cause that's my front line, Harland, Watkins, yeah. Solanke. Uh, and um, yeah, he's 7.1 million now. Gone up a couple of times, I think in the last week. Uh, he's missed three big chances, only scored one goal. Hence him being on this table. He's very much due a goal. He's had four big chances. Um, shots on target four he's had 11 shots in over the last four matches he's played nine of those been inside the box so that's that's the kind of striker he is um, and his expected goal data was nearly getting on for two so um, he scored one but he should have scored a couple and so he shouldn't be on this table in a good way um, so yeah Slanky absolute number one top target if you don't own him however as a manager who's against 10 million other managers please don't get him <laughs> because his effective ownership is going to be over 200 percent or um in the double game week and he's just yeah, going to be a player against us i think yeah that's the worry isn't it that you kind of you captain him and you you, you wanted him to blank but um, if yeah. you don't own him at all if you don't own him at all it's going to hurt a hell of a lot more but, isn't it so. yeah if i can get if, if his effective ownership can be anywhere under 200 percent i'll i'll take that Take it, yeah. <laughs> but um, but meanwhile, I've got him in for Burnley. So anyway, um, Calvert-Lewin, we've yeah. mentioned he's next. Apparently, according to expected goal delta gurus, um, he should have got at least a goal from his ten shots, six inside the box, um, and the two big chances he's had, which he both missed. Um, he hasn't scored since October. I'm just going to sketch over him. There's there's, there's no yeah. way we're going to convince anyone to get Calvert-Lewin in, nor nor no. should we. Uh, yeah. Fernandez um, and Rashford, coincidentally, are side by side next. So um, neither of them have scored um, in the last four matches, um, but they they arguably should have um, got almost a goal um, each. Um, uh, Fernandez is eight point two, Rashford eight point four. Um, Bern- uh, Fernandez has had a big chance, missed it. He's had six shots on target, um, six inside the box, and twelve shots in total. And Rashford with 10 shots, five. I mean, we mentioned, I mean, I'm quite happy with Garnacho when Hoyland's back. Mm. I think anyone with Hoyland, if he, if he was fit, should be happy. Um, obviously, they're probably going to jettison him now because he's out for a week or two. But these these two lads, Fernandez and Rashford, these are the, these are the, you know, when you do your round in the season roundup, you'll, they'll, and you've got a flop section. <laughs> they're going to yeah. be the poster boys of this, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they, a couple of weeks back, pre-Hoyland injury, it looked like they were, I wouldn't say become factors again, but they were starting to look a bit more appealing, the whole United attack. But yeah. then take take out Hoyland out of that. And then um, Rashford obviously then gets shifted to centre forward. 
I don't think he had much presence there at the weekend. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only way in which we're going to start looking at United players is if they play in 29. If not, I mean, they've got the Manchester derby this weekend. Mm. Toughest game you'll play. Um, And then after that, it's Everton at home. I think Everton across the season have been very good defensively Mm. under Dyche. So um, it's that Sheffield United game week 29 fixture. If that's on, then maybe Garnacho. Yeah. Maybe maybe Rashford might might pick up a few more yeah. suitors. I think I think I mean Garnacho's got to be the one. I think. Um, yeah, because you're not because because if he blanks and he and he costs five million, it's very different to an eight and a half million pound yeah. asset yeah. blanking, isn't it? So it's not eating up into your budget quite no, as much. No, no. So. If he's in your structure, I mean, I say this with Garnacho experience uh, over the last few weeks that you will miss halls. I missed his sixteen pointer. Mm. He's on my bench mm-hmm. and that's what you get with him. He's a really handy first sub that if you need, yeah. he's very annoying first sub when he doesn't come on, but he's good to own uh, and you can play him most times. And I've, I've got a few assists out of him. Um, I've got a few returns, yeah. which is all you can hope for a 5 million. Um, but you know, he's, he's really, he really should be sort of 7 million. I think at yeah. the beginning of the season. Well, he, yeah. He, he be, will be next year. Won't yeah. He? It'll be yeah. six, five, seven, something like that. Mm. Um, um, okay. Neto's next. Now I'm, I think, if I cast my mind back last week, if I was a Jotter owner last week, and I think I would have got Neto in because you and me have been talking about Neto for so long and and it came as a surprise to everyone that he was the top assister after uh, six weeks or so, but but not us because we he had those underlying stats on these tables. So I think I would have gone for Neto, maybe, maybe. Um, he blanked as well last week, but I just, I, I just yeah. prefer him. I know he's not the goal scorer, he's the assister, but... Well, he's a better player. Yeah, isn't he's it? a better I think. player. Um, but it's, it was an absolute landslide with the amount of people who went for Huang, myself included, yeah. over Neto. I went with it because of Huang has a bit more goal threat. Neto yeah. is traditionally more about creativity, about assists, the potential of penalties mm. for Huang as well, which it might have been Serebia who stepped up. We don't know, but there was that small chance that it might have yeah. been Huang. So that's why I went with it. But. Yeah. Neto's a great player. Yeah, he's mm. been on these tables a lot this year. Away at Newcastle, this feels like a Neto type of game on the yeah. counter to attack. Um, they might stick him on the right hand side potentially if it's Dan Byrne oh, uh, left back maybe um, because he is flexible. Neto, he's on the left a lot of the time, but they sometimes switch him mid game as well. Oh, might be Livermento at left back. That's good, isn't yeah, it? it might be. They, they'll, they'll probably put Livermento there again, I'd imagine, but you never know. And so mm. I just think sometimes he's playing through the yeah. middle. Neto. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is a really good fixture for the yeah. Wolves attackers this weekend. So let you know they they underwhelmed mm. um against Sheffield United Sheffield United sat deep on the counter attack they frustrated them played very well I thought yeah um but there's still you know there's still Newcastle and Fulham to come so let's see how it looks after that yeah here's his stats so he's, he's he should have got three quarters of a goal so nearly a goal um he scored none over the last four matches he's had a big chance missed it four shots on target 11 shots in total eight inside the box and four of those on target. So not bad stats for a guy who's basically an assister. Um, so pretty good. Um, next name, we mentioned him already, is Foden. Um, I, I was really surprised he was on this list because he seems to have like non-stop been scoring while I've had him the last few weeks. But I don't think he has. <laughs> I think basically because he had the double game week, over his last four matches, he has actually only scored one goal because I think the hat-trick was one match just outside of this cycle 
Um, so right, he's got, okay. yeah, so he's got one goal in his last four matches. But but you can look at it this way: he's got four goals in his last five matches. Um, so what did, was it? A hat- I can't remember whether it was a hat trick or, but at least at least a couple of goals for that. Um, that haul he got. Um, anyway, these... yeah, it was a hat trick at yeah. hat trick at Brentford. But, but you're it. absolutely right. I just yeah. had a look, and it was he blanked three matches in a row. I yeah. think, or hadn't scored three yeah. matches in a row before that as well. Before the weekend one, and then he yeah. got the goal then. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, Foden hadn't hurt me that much. Mm. He hurt me at the Brentford game mm. when then went through a period of not really doing a great deal, and then obviously because he got the maximum bonus at the weekend, that was. In a low-scoring week, it was it was for me anyway. It was it was really difficult, but um, yeah, he looked better in a central role. I thought yeah. he always does, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, um, so he has got he's had seventeen shots. So bearing in mind, uh, for example, Slanky's had eleven in his last four matches. Foden's had seventeen. Wow, and nine of those inside the box, um, six on target. Uh, he has scored one goal. He's had a couple of big chances. Obviously, missed one of them. Um, and, uh, yeah, 8.1. I mean, I mean, I, th- I think for, for those that wanted to, uh, people will be looking at sort of KDB to Son, for example, but I think if they don't have Foden and they still want to sort of keep their hand in with Man City's, um, attack and a bit of extra beyond Haaland, I think, I mean, I don't think you can go, a uh, Foden is just sometimes I know when, when, um, Luke does, does the predictions, um, and I think he pretty much has Foden pretty much nailed on all the time now because he knows the way or, or is very good at guessing how Pep Guardiola thinks. And when Pep Guardiola loves Phil Foden, he really loves him. Just he cannot cannot exist without him playing in a team. When he when he's on the naughty step, then that's really annoying <laughs> and he and he doesn't like playing him. But at, currently Phil Foden it's just gotta be Yeah. I mean it's don't overcomplicate. It's just if you haven't got him, get him in. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, you're exactly right, Joe. I think the quotes after the game at Bournemouth, I think Pep called him world-class. And then you compare that to the quotes from earlier on in the season where he was a little bit lukewarm with his praise, yeah. even after good performances. You can tell he's just consistently putting in performances. He's playing well wherever he is, whether that's yeah. wide left or, 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 or right or through the middle. He's just adapting really well. I think he's trusted more now from Pep. I'm personally not going to go there just because... I'm not sure if now is the right time for me to be looking at City assets because the blank, I think, is going to dictate a lot of what we do and the fixtures in and around it. But I can guarantee that once we get past that, mm-hmm. I think complementing Haaland with Foden for the running is going to make a lot of yeah. sense for most managers. And let's face it, loads of people are doing that already. Yeah, so. I mean, those those going into game 29 without a free hit, for example, and they've got Foden, they've got Haaland, and they've they might be using transfers. So with, with City's fixtures turning 28, they've got Liverpool and then they've got Arsenal in 30. People might be thinking of getting rid of Foden, but um, mm. I, 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 I mean, he's going to stay in my team while he's no longer not on the naughty step for something. Yeah. If you're free hitting in 29, yeah. then Foden, because you forget, he's still only 8.1 million. Yeah. Um, and if he's playing every week in that City attack, a te- team which are going for the title, yeah, I think that, that keeping him, you're definitely yeah. going to keep him for the Manchester derby. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to, you, you know, I've got no problem with playing Foden away at Liverpool or against Arsenal oh, due yeah. to the strength of City of, of attack. So, yeah, if you're on a free hit, it's very different to those who aren't because the ones who aren't might have to sell him. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's sort of, 
that's sort of why I hope there's not any cup sets because I'd like the decision taken out of my hands where it's just like, mm. right, I've only got Ariola and Watkins. I've got three here. You've got two. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it'll be a bit annoying if I've got like five or six and they're all quite good. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Williams next. It didn't play in the last game where Fulham beat Manchester United and they beat them well. Um, I know he's a favourite of uh, Andy Martin. Those who follow him on uh, X um, uh, likes Willian. And for good reason, because he's got some good stats. Nine shots, four inside the box. Should have should have got almost a goal. No goals in the last four. He's had a big chance, missed it. Four shots on target. It's only 5.3. Um, Fulham's features are pretty good as well. Brighton at home. I, I might be wrong, but as a Brighton fan, I seem to think that Fulham always give Brighton a horrible time yeah <laughs> um especially at their place and I, I don't think Brighton have had a lot of joy playing Fulham I mean I might be completely wrong but I, I just f- feel you know it might be one of those sort of Mandela effect kind of things where I just think that because of based on I don't know one that rings a bit of a bell with me and maybe it yeah. was because we were loaded up last year there was a point where everybody had Matoma or McAllister yeah. or Marsh and that yeah. rings a bell that Fulham maybe yeah I'm, um, it kind of disappointed all of the Brighton. Yeah, I, I, I definitely remember. I think it was a Graham Potter game where they okay. just they 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 were just frustrated Brighton. Very good, very uh, well done to them. But anyway, they've got Brighton. Good fixtures. Brighton Wolves away. Um, possibly. Oh no, they definitely got no. Tottenham. They definitely yeah. got Tottenham in twenty nine. That that yeah. elevates them. Tottenham can't keep clean sheet. And then they got Sheffield United. These are really good fixtures. Why isn't anyone Andy Andy Mines right? Why isn't everyone getting William in? And then they've got yeah, Sheffield United, nice. Nottingham Forest, and Newcastle. That's an outstanding run of fixtures for an attacker. Um, yeah, okay. and they've got um, as well as Willian, who's, mm. who's appealing when he's fit. They've got um, the four point four million striker Munitz, who's looking mm. really good. Who started yeah. a few games in a row. Bit of a worry there with Brozio, who's gone on loan, that he might intuit into his yeah. minutes a bit. But yeah, because they've got that guaranteed fixture yeah. in 29 um, and some good fixtures after that. It depends on when you wildcard. If you're, if you're going to say, look, I'm, I'm going to dead end into 29 and then I'm going to wildcard mm-hmm. after, you're probably not looking at Fulham assets just now with Brighton and Wolves. But if you're, if you're not, you know, if you're looking slightly longer term and you're looking at a wildcard in 34 or something, 35, for yeah. example, something like that, then then Fulham players become more, more appealing, I think. Well, I'm um, certainly keen on... William, if I free hit in 29, yeah. to be honest, if I don't free hit, I mean, because you, like, anyway. you step yeah. into Luton at home immediately yeah. in game week 30. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, Ramsey at Villa is next. He's crept onto this table. Um, good, good player. Um, but obviously yeah. injuries curtailed his time. Nine shots, yeah. five inside the box. No big chances. Should have got like, you know, at least half a goal. Um, according to expected stats. Um, yeah, I mean, you're the perfect person. You're a Villa fan. Um, I mean, will, will he play? Is he any good? Yeah. Is he worth considering? Yes, yes. Not sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> he is, uh, so he's building up his fitness. He's. Uh, you mentioned it then, Joe. He's been really, suffered a lot of injuries. Yeah. He's come back to fitness. Then he's had another setback. He's fit again now. He's playing on that left-hand side of the midfield. Um, with Alex Moreno behind him, which was key last year. Mm. It was key to our success towards the end of last year when we went on mm. that run. So that left side duo of Moreno and Ramsey was so effective. Mm. Um, so that is, we've got a lot of injuries right now, but that's one of the positives with the system of that, mm. that left side. Yeah. I like Ramsey. 
it's just is he better than Douglas Louise and Leon Bailey currently? Probably not. But okay. it's still he's still a nice option. He still will get attacking returns. Okay. But I don't don't you know Louise has got that um, you know it's said it all season. It's mm. set pieces. It's penalties. It's good for bonus. Those are all the positives. Yeah. The open play threat, it isn't that much. He did get two goals from open play at the weekend. That isn't going to happen every week no. um, due to the nature of his role. But he's still, um, especially in home games, um, he does. Mm. He is given opportunities to get into the box. Mm. And then you've got Bailey, who's obviously becoming much more consistent. Again, it's the home games for Bailey, really. MRA came out after the game on Saturday mm. and said, we still need to work on Bailey away from home. There okay. are still issues with his defensive work. Okay. But in home games, players like him and Louise mm. look, look absolutely great. Okay, right. that's potentially unfortunate because in game 29... One of the games but going ahead is Villa West Ham, mm. but that's at West Ham. So mm. the the Bailey, uh, Louise, the players that you really want, um, they perhaps are less effective. Oh, they're not as effective. I mean, every single one of Douglas Louise's goals this year has come at Villa oh, Park. All okay, nine then. of there them. There we go. Then um, that doesn't mean to say you could get a penalty in an away match, mm. and you're laughing, and it's that yeah, yeah. that record then doesn't count for anything, and yeah. that's what he's got. Bailey can still do well away from home. I'm not saying that, mm. but he isn't trusted quite as much okay. in those away at the moment. But MRA has said they're working with him to improve okay. him in those areas. Okay. Um, you've still got the Tottenham home game. Mm-hmm. Massive, massive fixture for us um, in 28. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously good. For, you know, I'd happily play yeah. Louise or uh, Bailey in those and ones. Wolves at home in game thirty. Well. So yeah. So yeah. You're still. So even if game twenty nine, those players let us let us down. It could be good. But yeah, Ramsey, a good differential to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah. Definitely, it's going to yeah. be a differential for those reasons you mentioned. That people look at other players. Um, yes. as well um we had some uh, confirmation from our resident fulham expert colm in the live chat um it cha- the championship back in 2017 was the last time brighton won at fulham um so i was really? right in wow. thinking that i did did seem yeah. to think that every every time brighton play go to fulham it, they they just get the better of them um so i mean we got different different you know different managers different players obviously over that time but um mm. Yeah, if you if you if you if you're into that kind of uh, information, uh, that doesn't doesn't well, bode well for Pascal Gross, perhaps. Well, Estupanan well, was a blast on my bench anyway, and he's oh, yeah. kind of even more confirmed in that spot now. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, there's other issues <laughs> going on there yeah. apart from the Fulham fixture with Estupanan, yeah. but um, yeah, he's you know. Um, but yeah, Gross, I, I think you're still still going to play him, aren't you? I think if you own him, but maybe that fixture isn't quite as appealing no, as no, what I'm we not. initially thought. I mean, I've got a super no. in my team. I'm not playing. I mean, he he's. No, no. I I want to remove him for Bournemouth defender. I think. Um, okay. Especially if Bournemouth playing 29, but for the, for the double. Yeah. And Senesize, I've got my arm, but Senesize on eight yellows. Uh, I is. know you've written yeah. about this at Fancy Football Scout. So mm. if he gets booked. In the next yep. two games, which knowing all our luck, that was exactly what's going to happen. Then he misses that second game in twenty nine, um, mm. sorry, in twenty eight, game double game at twenty eight, which would be massively annoying because then I'm, I'm stuck with a Bournemouth defender who for a yeah. Double so you, so you, you probably want to you probably want to hold off on that move mm. in twenty seven and then yeah. make a call on that mm. on tw- in twenty eight, I guess, mm. if if possible. And also, yeah. I think I mean I mentioned about Lloyd Kelly earlier. Um, if he's out, then mm. I can't remember his name now. It begins with K that replaces Kekes. him. Kekes. Yeah. Kekes. He, he replaces yeah. him. 
and mm-hmm. he could be a really good option. So if Kelly's yeah. definitely out for both of those gaming 28 games, then I might go for him. But as I said, this is not for now. Um, that's what I'm looking at no. in gaming 28. So um, anyway, um, th- so that's a, a Stupanan. We'll probably talk about that more in our team reveal video, what we're going to do with a Stupanan. Um, okay, and the last one, this is Madison. So it's partly the Forgotten Man. People are looking at Richarlison. Mm-hmm. Son's back now. Um, I, I haven't seen any training pictures of Spurs. I haven't seen any inside information. Um, I don't know how they're going to be set up. Um, it, something is not right with Spurs at the moment. They're getting beaten. They're conceding yeah. too much. Something needs to change. Perhaps Son as number nine. I don't know. Uh, perhaps Madison have a slightly different role. I don't know. I mean, I, I, um, will a doggy be back? Will Poro be back? Um, it's lots up in the air for Spurs. Yeah, I think that's been part of the problem. I think the fullbacks are so key in that system, aren't mm. they? With the roles they have and the movement they have mm. into central areas, they've really missed Poro and a doggy. I think I saw a training picture circulating yesterday of Poro training in some form I, I i'd want to get that verified i'm yeah. sure i spotted okay. something so if he's back and a doggy's back i think then mm-hmm. you know that that makes spurs attackers more appealing yeah, as yeah. well i i don't mind a punt on madison given that those fixtures that they've got yeah. with palace at home this weekend then villa then then fulham then luton i think that son's probably the the most appealing player, but if you can't reach him and you haven't got the funds for him, bearing in mind he costs nine point six or whatever he does, then Madison 7.9. significantly cheaper yeah. at seven point nine. I don't dislike that. No. I guess then you just have to weigh up if you prefer Madison or Richarlison in that. Well, um, that's that's what I wanted to know. So if Richarlison's still the number nine, yeah, then I am interested. But if he's not and he's out on the wing again, I'm less interested. But we don't know. So that's information is key. Um, mm, we perhaps know a little yeah. bit more with team news later in the week. Um, but basically, Game of 27s, for me, I mean, not just with ahead of that with the FA Cup games, it's just all these things with these teams, with Bournemouth, with Spurs, all, lots of these teams. I, 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 I need to see them a little bit more. I need to see yeah. what's happening. With, and I need some of the answers to these questions, and we haven't got them yes. at the moment. Um, uh, let's yeah. have a look at the assist imminent table. Who is due an assist? Um, um, I'm going to sketch over the top names Ericsson actually at Manchester United um, without Hoylands they're a bit of a no-go Manchester United's fixtures as well a bit mixed they've got City next then Everton Sheffield United these are good then they've got Brentford away Chelsea away then Liverpool so they've got a little good spell and then it and then it peters out again so Ericsson I don't think people are going to go there but it's worth noting he's taken 10 corners his last four matches he's played uh, created 10 chances and had five successful crosses so not too not too shabby um, whenever whenever he plays. I mean, I haven't be really been, because I've been not really looking. I'm presuming some of these are recent uh, with these stats. Well, yeah, I mean, he's been a sub in the last yeah. few matches, okay. but, he, but he came, they, they turned him at the weekend. I think yeah. I'm right in saying he came on at half time and he created quite a few chances at the weekend. Um, yeah. But he, he would need to get back into that team um, yeah. for him to become an FPL option again. And um, yeah. again, you're probably not going to go for Ericsson no, over no. somebody like Garnacho, no. who's cheaper. Uh, um, Bernardo Silva is next at Man City. Um, like many of the players, is prone to rotation. When he plays, he's amazing. When he's not, um, he's not, you know, in the, in the very, very attacking role. 
but nevertheless he's created 10 chances had five corners and three successful crosses in the last four matches he has appeared on the pitch no goals no no assists um yeah i think i think people are probably going to be stepping off man city soon aren't they yeah, I think Foden, like you said earlier, I think he's probably the one that you would be tempted to keep um, with Harlem. But I think any of the others are probably, yeah. you don't have to sell him this week. Bernardo's probably going to play the Manchester yeah. derby. Would it surprise anybody if Man City scored three, four, five goals? Probably not. Yeah. So I think he's fine to keep. Um, but then you might want to have a bit of a plan on that, depending yeah. on what your game week 29 chip strategy is. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, League Cup hero Endo for Liverpool is there, 5.4. Um, once again, he's going to be a real forgotten man. Um, he's created eight chances, had a, a successful cross. Um, if he's if he's playing, I mean, he's not a bad differential, but I just think there's obviously better players in that price range as well. But, um, you know, it's it, it's a name there. When he gets his assist, we can get some smug points. So I'll have a picture of him like we did with Bowen, um, <laughs> cheering. Um, there's plenty of those after the League Cup final. Um I'll go for the next name next, Foden on the list. So this is bad news as a non-owner. So this is why you should get him in. He's he's on the goals imminent table. He's on the assists imminent table. He scored a hat-trick within living memory. <laughs> he has got nine, created nine chances, taken five corners, six successful crosses. Pep seems to love him at the moment. He's got Manchester United next, who he scored a hat-trick against last season, I think. Um, yeah, because I did actually, I owned him for that one. Yeah. Ah. The Etihad wasn't at the 6-3, and ah. I think Haaland got 23 could, points, didn't he? Could own uh, him again for this next hat-trick against Man City. I wish I did. I wish I did um, but, yeah. but yeah, so yeah, he's a, he's a good option. <laughs> he's pretty mildly, that's such an understatement. He's quite good. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that I mean, as I said, this is one of those examples of don't, of sort of don't mess around, don't fanny around, don't fanny around with Wang. <laughs> And just go for, <laughs> and just go for a good player from a good team. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was just kind of, um, yeah, I've kind of, I owned Foden a lot last year and um, I, I got him for his good, good yeah. his big kind of hauls, but it feels different this year. He feels more trusted. He feels more integral in that team. So yeah, I guess owners will happily keep him this week and then maybe reanalyze um, yeah. ahead of the blank. But um, okay. Yeah, very, very good option for game week 27. Um, uh, my man, Doughty at Luton. I've got, obviously got posters yeah. of him everywhere, all over my wall. <laughs> uh, a massive fanboy of him. Uh, I've had him on my team for a while. Um, he gets, he, but as soon as everyone else got him in, he started blanking. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but nevertheless, he's got Aston Villa up next. Then he's got Crystal Palace and Bournemouth away in a double game week in 28. So he's very much, that's why I've highlighted him, very much a player people should consider getting in. Because um, whilst he may have not uh, got many points in the last couple of matches or so, he has created 13 chances within his last four matches. He's taken 19 corners, um, no goals, just that one assist, and 15 successful crosses, which is by far, I mean, that's three times as much as Ericsson. It's... It, double Foden I mean this is good I mean yeah I'm happy to keep him I'm going to play him this week even though even though he's against Villa um well I was going to say that might not be a terrible decision like they're really leaky Luton I'm 
fairly certain we'll score, mm. but we've got problems at the back at the moment. Not good. Um, no, with, in, with injuries. Here, but... <laughs> I know what you meant. Yeah. And <laughs> um, we've obviously got, I mean, Powell came off at half time mm. against Forest. We hope it was precautionary, but we need to know mm. a bit more about that. Mm. We've also got Konza out. We've got Carlos out. We've got Kamara out. We've got Mings out for the season. Mm. So what we might find that if Powell doesn't make it for the weekend, and if he's maybe saved... Yeah which I think could happen because we've got Ajax next week, then we've got Tottenham. Yeah. So if there's any doubt around Powell, it's probably safer to rest him this week. Yeah. If he is, I think our right side will be Matty Cash and Callum Chambers. Callum Chambers has not played much football for us this year. Mm. Um, he's he's 3.8 million in FPL. Yeah. And, and so if that's our defence on that right side of Cash and Chambers and doubt he's attacking that side, it's not a terrible shout. Wouldn't surprise me if he got an assist at the weekend. Well, I mean... I mean, so, um, yeah, I mean, in my case, I, I either play him, Anderson against, against Spurs or a stupid Andy who's only going to play for five minutes anyway. Oh, I, I would play Doughty, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's clear. Yeah. Just the guy there with the outstanding stats against yeah. uh, um, a defence that, that, that can be got at. Um, lots of... Uh, I almost wish I hadn't said that comment about Huang now because there's lots of comments <laughs> in the chat. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, I, th- I think I think those listening and those watch uh, watching back can can leave that to their imagination. Um, uh, Tavernier, uh, Bournemouth, uh, five point four. Um, I think we've said before on here if he plays, he's probably you know he's the best one. But there's so much rotation in those those roles. Um, he's had fourteen corners, created seven chances, and five successful crosses. Um, should have got pretty much an assist, but hasn't got an assist over his last four matches. I mean, yeah, he, if I was getting a Bournemouth midfielder, it would be him. But I don't, mm. I cannot say that he's going to play both of those games because there's so many attacking options in midfield yeah. for Bournemouth. They rotate a lot in those yeah. wide positions. You've got Cliver, you've got Sinistera, mm. you've got Semenyo's back now. And I think to, to Vinny, I think he is the creator that this is why he's on this table. I think others have more goal threat than him. I think that Semenya has more goal threat. I think mm. that Clivert does. Um, and I need to look into that a bit more. If they play in 29, then a Bournemouth midfielder complementing mm. Solanke with one makes a lot more sense. Yeah. If they don't and you're not and, and you're not going to free hit, then I don't think many people will look at him. Yeah. I don't... I mean, it's a double game week, and it's, the double game week is that good for Bournemouth. It doesn't get any better, does it? Sheffield United and Luton yeah. at home, two of the worst defences in the league. So... Yeah. People might be tempted to kind of get because if Solanke isn't going to, if you're not triple captain in Solanke, you're not going to gain that much from mm. him, are you? No. Um, and so, looking at another way to get points from Bournemouth, be it a defender like mm. you said, yeah. Sanazi or Kakes or Zabani, mm. and then get an or a midfielder, that might be a route that people look at. It's just yeah, you might get in. We don't know if they're going to get two starts in the double. No. That's the frustrating thing. Okay. Um. Uh. Just before we go, to the last four on this list. Um. Those in the live chat, do put your questions in. I can see some questions already. I'll try and go back to them. Uh. But do put your questions in the live chat. Um. We'll try and answer them in the last sort of, uh, ten minutes or so. Um. Rodri's next. People won't go there, but he's he's the player that no one will ever get. Um. But he'll keep popping up with assists and goals. He's created nine chances. Not bad. Um. Pretty much nailed on. Um. It's good for the Sky game. Not for good for FPL. Um. But. It's still, you know, a good differential. Um, Eze's next. Now, Eze could could be returning for Crystal Palace. New manager. um, Went well last time. Admittedly, they're playing against uh, a 10-man worst team. Maybe one (laughs) of the worst ever teams the Premier League's ever seen. But certainly one of the worst. Um, 
So, but Eze, yeah, one to keep an eye on for team news, isn't he? Because good, good stats, 11 chances created, 14 corners, yeah. three goals. I think, he, I think he was quite close for the weekend and they didn't risk it. They've obviously got Oliver Glasner who's gone in. He's playing this 3-4-2 formation and it, I think he's quite exciting. I did a scout report on him last mm. week and um, I like what he did at Frankfurt and um, Wolfsburg before that. Okay. We were, we were flagging up the wing back all week. Munoz saying that he could yeah. be a good pick, really attacking. Was, yeah. But obviously, um, but obviously, Eze coming back into that team and in one of those floating roles behind the striker mm. could be could be really, really yeah. good. Better option than Adam Wharton below on this list. He's more in the kind of the double pivot there with yeah. um, Lerma at the weekend. Okay. So is the one you want to be looking at. Um, okay. Yeah, but I think he could be like a he could be a factor in our season um, okay. once we get the blank out of the way. Uh, reminder: Crystal Palace's fixtures. They've got Tottenham away next. Then they got Luton at home, uh, Newcastle potentially in game twenty nine if that's on. Then they got Nottingham Forest and Bournemouth before City in thirty two. So not a bad little run of fixtures before they get to City. Mm. Um, and yeah, Walton, you mentioned he is on this list as well. Worth mentioning, uh, he's in that role of he probably won't get you returns. He's too far back in the midfield, Ooh. but he has taken 10 corners. So that's yeah. assist potential there. And he's created eight chances, uh, seven successful crosses. So pretty good stats. Um, I hope we get some smug points for him, his return uh, against Spurs. And last name on this is Martinelli. Um, was in your team, I think, for briefly this season. I'm sure he was. Somewhere. Long, long, yeah, yeah, long time ago. Yeah, and then I've got Odegaard. I mean, then, I mean, yeah. with, I mean for, for Arsenal... Um, They've got Sheffield United away next, great. Brentford at home, uh, 28. But then the, their match with Chelsea in 29 might be off. Uh, then they've got City. But then they've got Luton in 31 and Brighton in 32. So a little rough patch and then gets better. But they, they're they looking really good at the moment. Um, yeah. I, I guess if you're going for a three, though, from Arsenal, it's going to be Saka, Gabriel and Saliba. Probably maybe Odegaard if you're going for a midfielder. But Martinelli's just not yeah. going to get looking, is he? I don't think so. His minutes don't seem quite as secure as Odegaard. I think he came off early at the yeah. weekend, didn't he? Yeah. And you've obviously got Trossard, who's playing really well, who can come in there mm-hmm. onto that left-hand side role. Um, I think he I think he got 90 the week before that, but before that, it's very much kind of like 70 minutes most week, it seems to be. So I think I would put Odegaard ahead of him. Mm-hmm. But I, like you say, I'd, I'd, I'd actually put the double defence over the two midfielders and the two and one defender because I just think they look so good at the back at the moment, Arsenal. They were unlucky to, to concede at the weekend and best defence in the, in the division. OK, just when we wrap up, um, Tom and myself will try and answer as many questions as we can in the live chat. Um, so I'll just go down the list. Uh, Epil Copycat's asked everyone in the live chat, but we'll, we'll muscle in on that as well. Uh, when do you all plan on wildcarding? Um so for me, it a lot depends on when I use the free hit. So yeah. if I don't free hit in 29, um, then I'll be building up for game week 29 and then I'll have lots of players I want to remove. So I'll be probably wanting to wildcard at some point 30, 31, 32 time. Um, and that might influence how I look at game double game week 34 and double game week 37. But if I do wildcard then, which I hope I... Uh, sorry, if I do free hit in 29... I'll I'll be wildcarding much later, I think, because yeah. I won't have a free hit to deal with thirty four. So I might decide to wildcard for and sort of use a wildcard to bench boost some point thirty four, thirty seven. And I might I might yeah. even better leave it 
until sort of 35, 36 time. Yeah. Um, I think that's what the, if you do choose to free hit, my thinking is similar to yours, Joe. If you hmm. are forced into a free hit or if you want to do it yeah. in 29, that gives you a little bit longer for your wild card, yeah. which could be useful with a bench boost. Hmm. I don't, I think for people who are dead ending into 29 and then coming out of it with a wild card in 30, the only concern with that, I do like it because you're playing the wild card earlier, you get more weeks out of it. Mm. But the only concern is that setting yourself up for a bench boost, either in 34, 37, ideally you want to be doing the wild card as yeah. close as you can yeah. to that bench boost. And I think that is the one thing that the free hit could do in 29. Yeah. It might give you a little bit yeah. longer um, with your current it's, setup. It's, um, I'm, yeah. I'm not ruling out a wild card in the next no. couple of game weeks either. It just depends how the the, the FA Cup results fall. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what I would, um, what I would ideally like is to be able to wild cards in thirty five or thirty six and bench boost in thirty seven because double game week thirty seven looks like it's going to be a a much bigger double game week and it could potentially involve the big the big boys the likes of City yeah, and Liverpool. I think because you're having a good season as well, Joe, the probably, that probably makes more sense than for me, who's not having a great season. I kind of feel like I might need to play my wild card before then yeah. to try and get something out of this season. Yes. Yes. Um, so for me, I'm looking at that thinking, yeah. is four game weeks really yeah. enough to, might for me personally yeah. and for other people who are maybe chasing, I'm very, I'm often fluctuating up and yeah. down at the moment. A couple yeah. of weeks ago, I was about 100 and something K and mm. I've gone down to 300 K after this week. So I know it's still very close, mm. but I'm tempted to play it at the moment earlier rather than later, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think but that so. won't be the same for everybody. Yeah, it won't be. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, no matter where you are in the rankings, actually, just if you are happy with your team. So I, I look at my team, I'm fairly happy with it. Um, and I, I really don't want to ruin it by getting loads of West Ham players in. <laughs> Um, yeah. but I would love to free hit in 29 it would just make my life easier um, but then obviously if there's cup sets then then um, Arsenal City not City they're very unlikely if Arsenal Chelsea Liverpool go into that then that's yeah. fine there's no need to free hit then um, yeah um, and you can just play them but yeah it is tough and we will know more by the end of the week so as I said at the beginning of the show you're going to get your pre-Wednesday content like us giving ideas of what to do, how to plan, what to think about it. And then from Wednesday, you will know, you will know that, oh, oh, def oh I'm okay to get a Bournemouth defender because they play in 29, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know that. Um, there we go. Hein says a stupid and time to eat some more pasta. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe eat too much pasta at that dinner. Why you can't <laughs> get in the team? Um, uh, let's looking down the list here. Um, Matt Hanley believes that Richarlison probably stays central. Yeah, that could be the way. Um, yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, okay. Uh, there was a question about KDB here. Um, oh, no, there's this one here. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, would you buy Son or Bowen this week? Um, so not, not necessarily with KDB, but yeah. If you, if you could, you could get either. Which would you get, Son or Bowen? Um, I'd get Son, I think. Yeah. Um, I think that Bowen, now Paqueta's back looks mm. more appealing, but I think Everton's a really tough place for them to go this week. And, yeah. um, then you've got Burnley, which is good, but then you've got Villa and that's going to be yeah. a tough, a tough game. Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on your chip strategy, of course, but I think, I think I would take, I would take Son over, um, yeah. 
I would take Son over Bowen up. Yes, I do. I mean, they both play penalties as well. They both right. definitely play in twenty nine. So the FA Cup games are immaterial to this. Is uh, it's mm. just who you want to play in uh, twenty nine, who you want before in those matches before it as well. Tottenham and after as well. And it after. Depends, sorry, Joe. Just yeah. yeah depends, if you're not going to wild card till later, then Tottenham have Luton, West Ham, yeah. Forest coming out of the, the blank. Yeah. So um, that's obviously really appealing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I would. I mean, I guess, I guess an ideal midfield would have Salah, Son, Foden, Saka. So Salah, Son, Saka, three S's. Foden, and you're going to have to go for a cheap one, like Gonacho. Uh, I think yeah. something like that would be good. Um, I'm missing out. I'm missing out a really big player there, am I? Uh, so what are you talking about? The, the perfect midfield just to own, just to own, own over the just to own. for the blank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, you want you want a Spurs player, don't you? I think you want Saka. You're probably looking at Salah if he's fit, Sorry. and then you probably either want Bowen or a Villa midfielder, and then maybe somebody cheap like Brilliant. Palmer or Perfect. something that's like perfect. that. But then yeah, something that's what that's what I'll, I'll probably yeah. try and aim for. Um, I've mm. got KDB. So KDB could be Salah, um, and then Son. I have to worry about another time, but I could get Son yeah. in for KDB. So yeah, so yeah, the really good answer answer to this very roundabout way is the way me and Tom are talking about. Oh, Son would be a really good player to have long term. Whatever the situation, we're not thinking exactly the same about Bowen. Mike might get you the odd hat trick, but um, I think Son is going. But um, luckily, we get to see what shape Tottenham are in against Crystal Palace. Um, so that'd be good, a good indication of them. Um, Kaya has benching problems this week. Who do I bench out of? KDB, Salah, Palmer, Bowen, Richarlison, Watkins, Solanke and Haaland. What a good... Um, I, I think that probably decision might be made for you because I think there's a few fitness issues there, isn't there? Um, yeah. We don't know where Salah's at at the moment. No. De Bruyne, we might get, we're not going to get a leak beforehand, but we might get an inclination. For instance, if De Bruyne doesn't feature again at Luton, yeah. I st- let's see what the, you don't know, do you? It's very difficult. It, it's reading in We might Pep know comments. more by the deadline. Yeah. Any, any mm, hints yeah. from Pep Guardiola of managing minutes or he's still not mm. 100%, anything like that, KDB's going. It'd probably go for yeah. me as well. I'll probably just get Sonic, just get it done. But or Salah. But if Salah's what, for it, I think I prefer Salah to KDB. Yeah, what were the so Solanke, you don't really want to be benching him against Burnley. No, no. no. What Watkins, you don't want to don't bench, bench him against Luton. <laughs> Palmer was Palmer Palmer one of the others? Yeah, uh, Palmer's away to Brentford who just Yeah, it, four he goals. suddenly looks more appealing. Yeah, don't bench Palmer. And then it was then who did he else have? He had Salah, he had... Richarlison and Bowen. Oh, Richard... oh, Jesus. Right. Yeah, I know. I would, I'd probably <laughs> I think say... you're kind of hoping for an injury, aren't you? <laughs> right. I, I would say it's possible, as you said, I think the decision might be made for Kaya there. But mm. if, if if all of those are fit, all 100%, all favourable manager comments, all of that, it's going to have to be between Bowen and Richarlison, I think. But... Uh, yeah, I think it would. Yeah, I think I would bench Bowen if ever, if everybody was fit because yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, but I get. I agree with you. It would be probably between him and Richarlison, and maybe then you start looking at team news for Spurs, and you start seeing, well, is Poro yeah. fit? Is Adogi yeah. fit? How strong are they going to be in that match? But I do think this is a tough game for yeah. Bowen at Everton. No. Um, Lennox asks, "Would you go Tony to Solanke this week?" Um, 
or wait until 28 and go Haaland to Solanke. Um, I mean, I, I, I think Solanke's good to get in now, away to Burnley. I think that's a great fixture. Um, and Tony's at home to Chelsea, which is actually quite good for his point of view. I think you... Yeah. But... That just kind of depends on your chip strategy, though, doesn't it? Yeah. If you're free hitting in 29, then you can yeah. sell Tony. That's yeah. fine. But if you're not, if you're not, you're not going to you're not going to take out Tony if you're yeah. not free hitting in 29. Are you? Um, so. I think I think going without Haaland for any stretch of time, if Haaland's fit, you need to be a certain type of manager. And that is not me. So any option that says remove Haaland for anyone, even with poor fixtures for City, they've got Liverpool in 28, uh, Blank in 29, and then Arsenal. Even with those fixtures there, that's not me. But um, uh, a little while ago, I interviewed FPL Chai, who uh, is still hovering around the top 10, 20, 30 somewhere. And he quite famously it, it went without Haaland for a long, long stretch of time, pretty much most of the season. So, you know, he's where he is and he didn't have Haaland at that time. So it is entirely possible to do well without Haaland. But you need to have the mentality to do that. And if I went without Haaland, that would disrupt how I am as a manager. And it and so I'd be in a different world. I'd be like I'd be like in a foreign land and I don't understand the language, I don't understand the culture. I would I wouldn't know what to do. I'd need I'd I, need I don't mind taken um, by the hand to prepare for that. <laughs> I don't mind um selling Haaland in twenty eight when they go to Anfield and then they blank it, or they probably blank yeah. after. But I think after that, I think in 30, you know, Arsenal, that's at home. Yeah. Villa's at home. I would want him back in 30. I think I, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel, I would feel okay without him in 28, 29, providing they blank in that one. But after yeah. that, I think you're yeah. going to want him in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Aston Villa in 31, Crystal Palace away in 32. I mean, these are all right fixtures. These are good fixtures um, there. Um, there was a question about, um, it was more of a statement, really. Oh, yeah, Ben asked, uh, uh, just more of a statement, really, from him. So, wildcarding 34 means you get, uh, you only get five weeks, or, well, or four weeks, five weeks to benefit uh, from it. It's too late. Um, yeah, it, it is too late, but it depends. I mean, there's a, there's a great book um, by David Wardle called Wasting a Wildcard, and the, that phrase is there for a reason. Um, you can easily wildcard before that and it and just get the wrong players and, and they'll get injured. <laughs> um, but I think for game week, I, I, I don't think a wildcard late is a, is a necessarily a problem. I have done it around that time before. If you can blend it with a, a bench boost, which you could do, um, you know, in game week 35, 36, and you could blend it with a bench boost of 37, it could be good. And it just depends what your team is like now. Like me and Tom were talking, saying earlier, if if you've got a team you you're fairly okay with, and you you just don't want to remove Haaland and Salah and all these good players, then um, then um, yeah, wildcard using it early could be counterproductive. Yeah, just depends. Um, okay, uh, duh, duh, duh. I'm just finding finding a question that isn't rude involving Huang. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. FBL Madrista, uh, Madridista. Uh, I'm the only one thinking of actually bringing in KDB against the trashy United side. Um, yeah, no. As as I said, I mean, I'll, I'll, we both got him, and if if he looks like he's going to play, then yeah, you don't want to miss out on that. Um, Michael Scott uh, is Huang a sell to Son? Hmm. I wouldn't. I, I, 
Must have a bit of money in the bank, but I would like to give Wang a, yeah. a bit more time. I think he's disappointed mm. against Sheffield United, yeah. but he did he did go down injured in the warm up. Mm. I mean, there was yeah. he didn't look shut. He didn't look. Um, he ran the channels quite well in the first half. Then he was pretty poor in the second mm. half. I thought. Gary O'Neill spoke out of the match and said that that injury, he, he was pain-free, but he felt that it did impact his preparations a bit. He said he was getting, you know, he's quite hurt in the warm-up, I think. I'm not really to, not willing to just ditch him right no. now. I'm going to give I'm going to give him Newcastle. I'm going to mm-hmm. give him Fulham. I, I don't like kind of, there's a reason why a lot of people brought him in. And I know it's frustrating when he blanks, but yeah. I've, I don't bring in a player just for one game week most of the no. time. It, I would at least like to give him three fixtures yeah. to see what he can do yeah i mean um, yeah yeah i mean as appealing as son is yeah right? i mean huang was a letdown uh last week but you know give him a few more days <laughs> and be patient and uh he could perform next time yeah <laughs> okay um please another question <laughs> i don't want to leave it with that um, um triple city makes sense says guy um He's got Foden, KDB, and Haaland. Oh, I've got that as well. Or change KDB to Son. I mean, that's a, it, once again, it's just how we think what Pep's going to say about him. And it's, it's trying to get, it's not second guessing, but it's finding that just that hint, a hint that he might be benched. Yeah, I think, you know, if KDB starts that game and gets, mm. yeah. what, probably seven, 70 minutes, I think he can still be a good player in that okay. game. It's not like he's coming off the bench if he's playing and he's playing the majority yeah. of the game. He's been a big game player in the past and he will okay. probably be again. Okay. So um, I like, I, like I, I probably would keep him, if, but, but we, we're going to have to, we're going to have to have a look at some press conferences beforehand and look at the FA Cup and then gauge it later on in the week. Okay. Uh, George asked, bench Bowen or Bruno? Uh, Manchester United just checking who they're playing. Man City. Bruno. Yeah, he's on penalties, but yeah, I think I think you have yeah. to there. Um, Lennox. Uh, oh no, hang on. A Sushant. Um, bench Wang or Neto versus Newcastle. So he's probably. I'm okay. presuming he's got you know, Salah, Foden, Haaland, You know, lots of players he doesn't want to bench. I don't know which of those. I. That's tough. That's tough. Maybe. That's- yeah, I see the way that that game yeah. is Neto being a real threat on the counter, but I also think that Sarabia will not be on the pitch for the whole of that match, which then probably means Twang will be on penalties for maybe yeah. half an hour in that game. I, yeah. I'd be tempted to say Huang, I think, but um, playing as the central striker in that that system, but yeah. it's really close, that one. That, that's really so. tough. I mean, mm. I think the tough thing I find with that is I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't want to live in a world where I own both of them. <laughs> so if I own yeah. both of them, I wonder why I'm owning both of them. And um... Well, I did see a few wild cards last week and I think mm. they went all in on Wolves and maybe got eight Nore or Dawson as well. Yeah. And they really kind of went for that Sheffield United home fixture, which I think it's kind of understandable because Sheffield United have been absolutely terrible recently. Well, all season, haven't they? But um yeah, you probably don't want double walls midfield for mm-hmm. for too much longer. No. Um, and just final question is to you, Tom. Uh, it's Aston Villa related there. Uh, just a good time for my dogs to go mental. Um, question, Tom: Should you get? Should we, if we own him, get rid of Moreno now with Luca Dean and Europe in consideration? Well, I think that Moreno. Well, you're talking. I'm going to let my this... dog out. <laughs> 
Go for it. Um, I think that the system that we're playing now, and it is it has changed since the injury to Kamara, it actually suits Alex Moreno a lot better than Luca Dean because we kind of go to this three in the back and Cash kind of tucks in alongside Lenglet and I think it will be power um, when he when he's fit. And so that means we're more playing with Bailey really high on one side and then more of a wing back on the left-hand side. And I think Alex Moreno is better in that role. I think his relationship with Ramsey is really good down that left-hand side. So he's got loads going for him. Mm. But you're right, we have got the Ajax fixtures as well. Yeah. And he isn't going to probably play all of those fixtures. It's just whether he's preferred in the league. And I think the league will still be the priority okay. for Villa. I think while there's Champions League there. So I think if Moreno's the best one in that system, I think he probably will favour him in the in, in the league games. Okay. I don't think he's a sell because we've got that fixture yeah. in 29. Um and I think he'll play. I think he'll play um at the weekend um when we go to Lute and Alex Moreno, mm. I think. And then see what happens in that Ajax game. If Luca Dean comes in for that one, then you're going to be more confident of um, of Alex Moreno playing Tottenham and then probably in 29-2. I don't think he's a sell, and I do no. think he's in pole position because this system is better for Moreno than Dean. It's a, it's not what we were playing earlier on in the year. Okay, and a couple more questions just come in, so we'll just quickly answer them. Uh, Kumi asks, would you free hit in 28 if you currently have no doublers? No, I wouldn't because I, I think realistically, I mean, I've got Solanke and... Alfie Doughton, I'd be quite happy to yeah. do that. I mean, yeah, I think I'm, I think Solanke is the main. If you get Solanke, and then I think maybe one player from Fulham. Fulham yeah. um, sorry, sorry from sorry from Luton. I've got Ross Barkley, yeah. and I'm kind of happy with that. I don't, I don't feel like I need. Yeah, if yeah. they play in 29, I might add one more. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that we need to go no, need to too crazy with this double. No, I don't think so. And Christopher, I. Uh, asks, do we reckon that Bradley starts? Yeah, I think so. I, I would, I would say, yeah. I would say more likely to, but not hundred percent, mm. but more likely to. And start. There has been, um, sorry, that so there has been a um, a clock press conference oh, okay. while we've been on air. So um, yeah. let's see what we said. In okay, that. have a look at Fancy Football Scout on the on the uh, on our, our tweets uh, or X's as they're now called. Um, and he, uh, Christopher, I also asked, start a Stupinan or a Nori. That's easy. Just don't start a Stupinan because he probably won't play and you're going to get a one mm. point out of him. Eight Nori is playing Newcastle's defence. So he could, you could get an assist there. So that's what I'll do. Yeah. Um, okay, I think that's it. We'll wrap up there. Uh, we're going to do a team reveal video. We'll get that out later today. Uh, do look at that. Do have a look at all those cup games. Do look, keep looking at the content that's kind of coming out. Fancy Football Scout, you know, a, a pre cup games after them and we'll have a lot more about strategy and players to get in uh, after that but i do think all this all this content before is useful because um you need to sort of get get your plans together uh, for the different permutations and obviously um the goals imminent table said get jared bowen last week so not to be missed um do remember to press that like button uh especially if you like jared bowen uh do remember to subscribe do check out fantasy football scout for all the latest members offers Thanks a lot for your time. Good luck with your game week, Tom. Good luck, everyone else.